0: All right, so uh, we're gonna begin, let me introduce Bronwyn. I'm really excited to have her, and uh, the whole idea was that we wanted to have uh, a male counselor and a female counselor, and we wanted to have men-only classes and female-only classes, not just to accommodate the childcare issue. But I do think that there are, like uh, men and women do have a particular sort of way of seeing things that it would be helpful to have a male counselor's perspective and a female counselor's perspective. I think they're both saying the same thing, but I do, I do sense that um, they'll come with different sensitivities and different uh, uh, perspectives and that they would have different things to say to the men and the women. And talking with Bronwyn, I really enjoy you know, her perspective and I thought she had a lot of good insights. So I'm very excited to have her. Thank you.
1: Okay, wow.
0: We did, oh. yes.
1: It's recording. Okay. Well, thank you, man. I have never spoken to all men audience before. (laughs) I have spoken to all women. I I don't know if I've seen all these men in one place before. How many of you guys are married right now? Is is anyone? So one person, two people, three people, single, four. Did you have your hand up or down? Okay. And did you have your hand up or down? Okay. So four single guys. This is informed consent or three single guys, so this is informed consent, you are brave to be here, (laughs) Um, so hopefully this will be informed consent and you will not be in shock when you get married, so um, I want to talk a little bit today about how men and women are different and um, how those differences show up in our relationships, and feel free to ask questions along the way or at the end, But I kind of think that men and women are different species, actually. And we suit each other very well. But to be married and not know what our other species is like is really difficult, figuring that out. And figuring out who we are and what we need and assuming that person needs the same things we do. Um, It's really complicated. So I want to just talk a little bit about how women are different. I'm going to ask you guys, what do you guys think? how might women be different? How might they struggle in different ways than men from what you've seen, observed, witnessed?
0: They're more emotional.
1: Okay. More emotional. And that's, you know, I'm going to say that I'm a woman, so I can say that. Um, <laughs> yeah, we tend to be more emotional. I'm going to go with that stereotype because that's what I usually see. Um, anything else? We're okay to have stereotypes here this morning, by the way. More relational. Yeah. Generally women are known to be more relational. Um, how about things women struggle with? How might those be different?
2: Being direct. <laughs> being
1: more direct or being less direct?
2: Being more direct is something they struggle with.
1: Okay, so being more direct is hard. It more difficult for women. A lot
2: of expectations that we know would read their minds a
1: little bit. Okay, so women struggle with... They they feel like men should read their minds. Mm,
2: somewhat. Oh, yeah,
1: we got some agreement there. Yes, yes. Strong <laughs> agreement. Or or
0: do the opposite things like
1: <laughs> okay, so they say one thing and do another.
0: Or they want us to do the opposite.
1: So no, no, I, no it's
0: mm. okay. You can go out with your friends. Ah. <laughs> okay, so reading their minds. That's a right. <laughs> So reading their minds, knowing yeah, exactly. that
1: you should know what they want, yeah. even though they're saying something else. Okay, so all that. Good. I'm glad. Any other struggles that women are might be more unique to women than men? <laughs> I'm going to put one out there, and you guys can tell me. Um, Those of you especially who are married. How about um, being alone? Would you say men or women struggle more with being alone?
2: Being Women.
1: Hmm? Women. Women. Anyone else? Women, men? How about feeling like a failure? Men or women? More. Men. So, um, so yeah, I, I, from the reading I've done from being a woman, from being married, from being a marriage and family therapist, basically what I have found is that women have um, a unique vulnerability of feeling afraid of being alone and unloved. And this is more um, a vulnerability for a woman than a man in most cases. And I call it the alone complex. So women have an alone complex. Um, and a man's vulnerability is more feeling like a failure, afraid to fail and the shame that comes from failing. And that's unique to most men. Women don't struggle with what I call a man's failure complex. So, um, I want to talk a little bit about the alone complex and how it affects a woman and how you can help her in that. But I also want to talk about a man's failure complex. So, um, failure complex is unique to men. And it's triggered in marriage. So a lot of men, um, we we think, okay, I'm going to get married and I'm going to feel like a winner. I'm going to feel really confident and really awesome for the rest of my life because this is how this woman makes me feel right now, right now, right? And then you get married and, oh, my gosh, I have never felt like such a failure. And I wonder if that woman I dated in college, she made me feel really like a winner. I wonder if I just married the wrong person. But you know what? In marriage... A man's failure complex gets triggered constantly and any woman you would be married to, that would be the case. Even the woman at the office that makes you feel great. You didn't marry the wrong person, a failure complex is a male complex and unfortunately marriage seems to be where where it's triggered the most. Where you take in what she's saying as criticism or perceived criticism or second guessing and and, and it feels like she's saying you're a failure, you're a loser, you're incompetent. And that can be the case, and I will, I'm gonna be talking to the women about this and how sensitive men are to this um, particular vulnerability. But also it's good to know that that's also your complex. This is a filter I call the failure filter that men hear things through, and especially from their wives. They hear real or perceived criticism as, oh my gosh, I'm such a loser. And that's not what she's saying. And she doesn't know um, that's your struggle, that that's your vulnerability, so she really doesn't understand I don't know why he's feeling like this. I don't know why his reaction is so strong to me saying, I don't like that. I like that. Or why didn't you clean the house better? Or um, you could have done a better job folding the laundry. Does that make sense? You guys? Any? I kind of see you staring at me like, am I a failure right now? (laughs) Um, Okay. So um, because a woman struggles with her own complex of feeling alone and unloved, they don't understand how painful it is to have a failure complex. So those complexes are very different. And just like you're not gonna understand her feeling alone and unloved, because that's intrinsic to her. That's her struggle. Okay, so um, a famous comedian that I won't name once said, women don't wanna hear what men have to say, they wanna hear what they say in a lower voice. Any guesses who that was? No, I won't. So why is that? Why do women want to hear what men have to say in a lower voice? Because they don't feel as alone when they hear that you hear what they just said, right? Um, And listening is key to helping your wife feel less alone or your future wife, for those of you who are single, feel less alone, feel happier, and desire you more sexually because she is not going to resent that the only time she gets your full attention is a few nights a week or whenever that might be. I'm just guessing. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So let's talk about the brain. Any of you ever read um, Daniel Siegel? Um, He's author of some parenting books. Um, No Drama Discipline is probably his most famous. Okay. Well, anyway, he talks about the brain, and I love the way he divides it into an upstairs brain and a downstairs brain. So our upstairs brain is our rational part of our brain. This is our... Cortex, and this is where we do our um, logical thinking, our reason, and our downstairs brain. What might be? What might reside in the downstairs brain? Any guesses? So this is reason. Downstairs brain. What's that? Emotion. emotion exactly. So our limbic system, our brainstem. That's where we have emotion. That's where we have feelings and impulses, and urges. Um, so when A woman is in her downstairs brain when she is just full of feeling. She's full of anger or sadness or um, despair um, or fear. She's in her downstairs brain. And what do most of us say to a woman who's saying something like, I'm the worst mother in the world. Okay, so that's an example. She's saying, I'm the worst mother in the world. I, I suck. I'm the worst mother. She's feeling desperate. She's in her downstairs brain. What's a natural inclination for us to say to her? She's
0: not a bad mother.
1: Right. So, what are we doing? We're minimizing how she's feeling. We are speaking to her upstairs brain. What else do we tend to do? What other things do we tend to say? You're a great mom. What are you talking about? Okay. So, list example. Look, you did this and this. And we're trying to help her downstairs brain. By, by being logical and reasonable, right? Um, any other examples of what we might say to a woman who's in her downstairs brain who's feeling really sad about her being a mom? Being a mom is so disappointing. I thought it would be so much better. It's so much harder than I ever thought.
0: You're, you're assuming that men is in his right part of his brain to be that role, so they weren't, it might be, yeah, you are the worst parent. Oh, okay, so he could so agree with her, right? Maybe. Okay. But it might be one of those days. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, um, we should get help. Like, the solution babysitter or something.
1: Okay, so fixing the problem, right? Let's get help. You feel like that? You feel like that because you're overwhelmed? Let's take a break. Just Here's do a three point a... Plan. Right. <laughs> Okay, so that actually sounds good. But um, so basically, we respond. By saying, "Hey, you're fine. You're great. What are you talking about? These are the reasons you're not a bad mom, or maybe you are a bad mom, and these are the reasons you are a bad mom." <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, let's go out. Let's let's fix the situation. So these are are um, really well intentioned uh, ways of trying to to fix your wife or your woman's feelings, right? But what we actually need to do, and what those all are, are trying to meet her in the upstairs brain, but she's in her downstairs brain. So. If we speak logic to someone and logic numbers in the upstairs brain, and she's all feeling, she's just sad or desperate or hopeless, (laughs) and she's in her downstairs brain, that's not going to work. What we actually need to do is meet her in her downstairs brain. So how do we meet her in her downstairs brain?
2: Why do you feel that way?
1: Okay, get warm. That sounds a little...
2: (laughs) 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 You're starting to sound like my husband right now. (laughs)
1: Okay, so feelings. We go to her feelings. You're getting, you're getting warm. Yes.
0: Repeat what she said in a lower voice. Uh (laughs) Aha! Really good listening. Yes.
1: So we want to repeat it back in a lower voice. Actually, yes. Believe it or not, it's really quite simple. Um, So we want to meet her where her feelings are, but we want to be genuine in that, right? Um, So let's talk about feelings. Feelings are not good or bad, not right or wrong. Um, there's no such thing as a wrong feeling. A lot of us grew up, don't feel sad when we were cried growing up. Don't feel sad. You're fine. Um, don't be angry. Angry is wrong. It's bad. It's bad to be angry. It's a sin. Uh, we were taught that, that, um, strong and painful feelings were bad, but they're not, they're just feelings. they we can't control our feelings. They're not good or bad by themselves, um, and they're not right or wrong. By nature, feelings are illogical. We can't expect them to be logical, and they shouldn't be judged. There's no reason to judge feelings. Um, We can't control how we feel. We can't control how we act, but the best thing for painful feelings is not to um, dismiss them or minimize them or even fix them, but the best thing is actually to share them. So when painful feelings Are felt by anyone, including your children, but we're talking about uh, right now your wife, um, the best thing is to share those feelings, to enter into those feelings with her. So um, when painful feelings are carried alone, when that person is bearing those feelings alone, they are the most painful. That's when they're most painful. So for her to share them with you, uh, they actually diminish, they actually feel better, just sharing her feelings. So, so there's a phrase I use, what's shareable is bearable. So when a woman feels heard and like her feelings are accepted and validated by you, those feelings start to diminish and it's like magic. So it's kind of counterintuitive. You'd think the opposite would be true. you think if you say, wow, you're feeling really angry and you're validating her experience, she'd feel more angry. But it's actually the opposite. The fact that she feels acceptable and that it's okay to be angry and you understand her anger and validate it, is actually going to help her be less angry. So um, that actually soothes the downstairs brain. So the downstairs brain, when it's switched on, the upstairs brain is actually shut off. And once the downstairs brain, the emotions are soothed, that is being heard, being accepted, and being validated by you, the downstairs brain actually calms down and the upstairs brain switches on by itself. So you don't need to be logical or rational. She can do that by herself once she is soothed, and that's you entering into those feelings with her, and, and identifying with her and validating her experience. So um, really important, men, I think by nature, feel responsible for their woman. And if you feel responsible for her feelings, you're not gonna be able to listen and to allow her to have her feelings. Because if I'm feeling responsible and you're really sad, I'm gonna need to fix you for me, right? It's going to be about me and my feelings of inadequacy rather than you letting you have your sadness, right? So the minute I realize, okay, I'm not responsible for her, even though I'm her husband, I'm responsible to her, but not for her, right? I can't control how she feels, but I can be responsible to her by entering in and letting her share those feelings. Um, Then I can actually be a good listener. Then I can actually do um, what I need to do. So I want to warn you guys that I really believe that God designed men, um, to be action oriented. You look at little boys versus little girls, right? They're just action figures. They're just always moving and fixing things and solving problems and learning to sit with your wife's feelings versus trying to change them might be the single hardest thing you ever do. Okay. I really think that is going to be the biggest challenge you might ever have. Um, Especially if what she's saying is about you, because that's going to trigger your failure complex, right? But to keep in mind that she's not telling you you're a failure, that's your failure complex talking, and that's keeping her stuck in her alone complex. So if you're thinking, oh, she's telling me I'm a failure, and you're filtering it through that complex, she's going to stay stuck in her alone complex because you're going to withdraw or you're going to get angry. Um, but for you to enter in and really hear what she's saying without withdrawing or getting angry and reminding yourself, this is my failure complex. I'm not going to let it distort what I'm hearing. You will be able to successfully meet her needs. So it's going to be a challenge. Um, but that's why I gave you guys this great outline of how to do it in five basic steps.
0: <laughs>
1: and it really is pretty easy. And I hope we have time to actually practice. I would love <coughs> someone to come and volunteer and I'll be your wife. And I'm going to say some challenging things and see how you can listen and respond. fun. And you can't fail. Sympathy, right?
0: Um, But Christina and I, we have like the same argument over and over again for Mm -hmm. the last fifteen years. You guys
1: should come to counseling. (laughs) We
0: should. Um, And even though I know it theoretically, every time she shares her sad feelings, Mm -hmm. it uh, it immediately makes me feel like she's saying I'm a bad husband.
1: Okay. Wow.
0: And and uh, (laughs) so it's like hard to to have that kind of theoretical remove. I mean, mm. like if, if anyone in this room were to share their dark, sad feelings, I wouldn't be threatened and like listen.
1: Right. But
0: there's something about when uh, your wife shares, mm-hmm. it's more it's personal, it's more I feel like I'm not prepared.
1: So it sounds like you feel responsible for her feelings, right? And it's really hard to hear those because you're feeling her, so that failure complex is getting triggered. Okay, well, I don't know exactly what to say. I would say just practice and, and just put, remember, that's your failure filter right here. Kind of leave it right here. Um, because I think once you get past that and are able to allow her to share those feelings and she's going to feel better, you're actually going to feel like you've succeeded and that might negate the, the failure complex that's over here saying you're, you're um, failing your way. So to get a sense of, have you ever had that breakthrough where you felt like a sense of, okay, I did this?
2: Uh,
0: so, yeah, I feel like if if she would prep me. Oh, okay. <laughs> if, if she would um, say, okay, I'm going to share dark, uh, sad feelings. Mm. Get ready. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> don't feel like it's a criticism. Right. Uh, or don't feel like it's saying you're a bad husband. Yeah. I need sympathy. I feel like if she gave me that preamble, yeah, I'll be okay. Let's sit down, right? Okay, I'm ready. Yeah, <laughs> but usually it doesn't happen like that. It happens unexpectedly. I'm not ready, and it's like in the middle of a, some other conversation. Mm. And then, so I think that's what makes catches me, you off
1: guard. Yes. Yeah.
0: Mm. So out of nowhere, we're in a fight. <laughs> mm.
1: mm-hmm.
0: Or it feels like to me.
1: Mm. Did you want to share something? I don't have anything to say. It sounds like you need some prep, and I will try to bring that up when I talk to the women. How's that? Prepare this your man to hear these dark, scary thoughts. They need prep time. I think that's really true, though, that men are so action-oriented and responsive that they do need more preparation time yeah, like to I, go to that place. I feel
0: like I don't know it's happening until I'm past it twenty mm. minutes. Um, and i already made several mistakes. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. You know, like, I I could say, from my own experience, uh, even being prepped, Mm -hmm. just, it's like, like our filter says, she's like, don't take it as a criticism, which is, in our mind, code for, I'm criticizing you. (laughs) (laughs) So it it doesn't help to get prepped, in my experience. Mm -hmm. So I think practicing does. Mm -hmm. I feel like if if I were hearing about some third party person, I could, I could, Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How would you help them? You might know her very well.
2: Are I mean, and sorry if you're going to cover this later today as well. Are there certain tools that we can use to not feel that way? I, I know, in theory, I, I agree. It's, yeah. easy, it's easy to think that way, but when you're in the moment, you do feel like you're, you know, being attacked, or yeah. you know, quite frankly, you, you, you know we as men often feel like failures and mm-hmm. you know, it just becomes a downward spiral. We, we become defensive and mm-hmm. all of a sudden her problem becomes our problem a, with a completely different issue or something along those lines. But yeah. What can we do?
1: that? Is That's such a good question. That's the billion dollar question today. <coughs> and I don't know the answer to that. But just to be aware, I have this failure filter, just that awareness and I'm starting to filter, okay, wait, I don't have to do that that's here I can put that here and maybe like kind of like Brian K he said you know pray just say God help me to put this failure filter that is part of my fallen nature over here and help me to hear her um, like Adam before the fall like he could really listen to Eve because it wasn't about him it's all about her and it's just her experience and there's no reflection on me that I'm not responsible for her in any way that God you are responsible for her not me and I can do this you know so that's the first thing that comes to mind, but I think that's really just a part of our fallen nature, so just to be aware, this isn't really me this is this is my sinful nature i can I can listen, I can do this. Any other comments
0: um to make a small comment on um what Michael was saying um I heard it it was like a comedy slash like um it was a pastor that was giving it. And I only saw the first part from my brother-in-law and he said that we uh, we as men I know this too. Women can multitask. Mm-hmm. And 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 their brains do that too. While us men we're like
1: mm-hmm. hyper focused, yeah. yeah.
0: And when he says prepare me, mm-hmm. that's kind of like okay, I was thinking about something else. Please yeah. please mm-hmm. get me in this mind frame. Mm-hmm. And you mm-hmm. know, men, men men do that with their brains too. Mm-hmm. So um,
1: so it's really important yeah. To shift gears. Like, yeah. More important than for a woman. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Gosh, I need you guys to be like my male committee. This is great. I'm getting a lot of good feedback. You come back. Got to come back. Okay, good. Thanks, guys. Um, so let's go over the basics of listening, and then hopefully we can get some practice in. So this sounds so obvious, but eye contact. Don't have an eye on the screen or on your phone or anything else or the kids, even full attention stop what you're doing or find a time you can so kind of like what you guys are saying michael like um okay this is not a good time and, and you're saying you don't realize that till 20 minutes later but if you can go okay wait the conversation just switched into what you're feeling this is not a good time i want to give you my full attention and i get need to get into non-failure non-responsible for you mode let's talk in 15 minutes Okay, so that's important. That can really help, but timing is really important here. Um, Focus on her feelings, not on the problem. So I know as men, you guys want to fix things, and that's awesome, and ultimately we need that in the world. Um, But when she is talking, just focus on her feelings. So don't look for the solution. Look for what she's feeling. So let's say I say, I'm your wife, and I say, I have spent two hours cleaning the house today. What am I feeling? Frustrated. Mm-hmm. Good. Frustrated. Let's say, say, I, um, my sister called and um, my brother in law is in the hospital. I don't know what to do. Again. What am I feeling?
2: Sad,
1: scared, helpless, sad. 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 Sad, sad, scared, helpless. So just listen to those feelings and just think, what is she feeling right now? And then paraphrase what her feelings are, or paraphrase what she's saying back to her and naming those feelings that you're hearing. So number three, I said, you sound angry and exhausted. So let's say you come home and she's like, I'm done. I'm done. And you don't know what she's talking about, right? I'm done. And she walks out. Mm. Um, And you say, wow, you sound angry and exhausted. So you're just... You're just focusing on our feelings, and you're naming them, and actually naming feelings, research actually shows, to have another person name what you're feeling as the feeler actually soothes the right hemisphere of the brain, which is, again, this is like the limbic system. It soothes the part of a brain that is triggered that's um, that's highly emotive. It actually calms the brain. So to have someone else name what I'm feeling calms me down, believe it or not. Yeah.
2: But what if she sounds angry and you say, you, you, you sound angry and exhausted, and then she responds, I'm not angry. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's
1: great. You're, so you're not angry. Are you exhausted? <coughs> okay. All you're doing is is leaning in and listening and, and trying to glean information. That's your job. Your job Probably isn't not, to be I, right. A lot
0: of times when you say, You sound angry, it's really an accusation. Mm. Yeah. You shouldn't be angry. Why are you angry at me? I'm not angry. We'll just code for I'm angry. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm not angry.
1: So you sound frustrated. Tell me, tell me more about what's going on with you. So I think Brian Kay said that. Tell me more. Tell me what's going on. Help me understand. Um, so again, if your job is just to lean in, just to listen, just to know what she's experiencing and naming it, and if you're wrong, that's fine. She'll tell you. She'll correct you. Soon. No, I'm not angry. I'm, or I'm not ready to tell you I'm angry. I'm, I'm scared. Okay. So she'll tell you. But you're helping calm her brain. So validate. So she says, I'm so scared because he's in the hospital again and they already spent $20,000 and blah, blah, blah. Um, I'm And she's giving you information. You're listening. You say, wow, I can see why you're scared. I can see why you feel that way. That makes sense. So again, that's calming her down. It's, it's accepting her. It's validating her. And then, and this is just kind of a, a overview. But ask, when you feel this way, what do you need from me? You're really scared um, about your brother-in-law, what do you need from me right now? Well, I just need you to hear and know what I'm feeling. Okay, is this good? Yeah, I feel better. Okay. Or maybe I just need you to, <coughs> I need you to go to the store and buy diapers. Okay. So ask what you need. So keep in mind, you don't have to agree to listen. It's her experience. It's not yours. If we all had to agree in order to be good listeners, no one would be a good listener because we all have unique experiences. Um, There's no such thing as right or wrong feelings. Don't be afraid of anger, okay? And I know Brian Kay also talked about this. Um, It's a secondary feeling. So anger, there's always primary feelings under anger. And if we allow anger to scare us away in marriage, we're going to be away a lot. We need to press in and say, okay, she sounds angry. What's under that anger? What other feelings are there? There's sadness. There's fear. Um, there's despair, um, what else is there, and name those feelings, I wonder if you're feeling hopeless right now, so name it to tame it, have you guys heard that phrase, name it to tame it, anyone hear that, no, okay, so that's actually about feelings, if you name someone's feelings, they kind of get tamer, They kind those feelings actually start to dissipate, kind of like I was saying, Again, you are not responsible for her feelings. They are uniquely her feelings and not a reflection of your failure. Um, and don't let your failure complex get in the way of her alone complex. So help her feel less alone by listening, validating, and asking how you can help. So that's pretty much all I have, you guys. Um, but we can we can do some, um, we can have some role play up here. Who would like to go first? I'll be your wife. You know, it'll be fine. <laughs> or you. Well, you can be my wife, and I could be. The, I know. Yeah, someone can be my wife and make it really hard for me as a husband.